Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful unto you. We thank you for your word that is anointed. Your word will bless us and our lives will never be the same again. Say a big amen. amen. Hebrews chapter 11 from verse number 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen for by it the elders obtained a good report praise the lord this service we're going to be considering covenant expectations part two praise the lord please take your seat the scripture we have just read speaks about faith and uh, the pillars upon which faith is built then it goes forth to show us what faith can do so here we know that faith is a substance of things we hope for what you hope for is your expectation every believer that professes to have faith must also have expectation because one of the very ingredients of faith is hope is faith it is this expectation or hope that can make someone's heart sick when it is deferred the word of god said hope deferred makes the heart word sick it's a spiritual broken heart that you trust God for something and for a long time you don't get to see it. It's, it becomes a big disappointment for you and it can make your heart sick, broken. At that point, it even looks like whatever you have heard God can do doesn't really exist. It doesn't look like it's true enough so expectation is a key ingredient of our work with god the point is if you don't have expectation you don't even know what to receive from the lord so you need to have an expectation to at least drive you in a particular line to know exactly what you want to receive from the Lord. If that is not so, then almost everything that is given to you looks like it's a miracle. Is that also? So faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So the things we are hoping for are things that we don't have. That is why they are unseen. They are things we have not acquired already. That's why they are unseen. But faith gives us an evidence. It gives us, other translations says it gives us a title deed. That you have bought a land. You don't carry the land to your room, but you can carry the document to your room and know that I own a land somewhere. Praise the Lord. So, it's important that as a child of God, you carry an expectation, and your expectation must be very big. So, the substance of things hoped for tells you that there is a way your spirit is able to tap to the unseen world and recognize a substance, something that is spiritually tangible, and that can your spirit is able to transmit 
that information to your soul, your mind, so that you are able to expect or hope for that particular thing. Now, let me say that anything you are able to hope for in the confines of the will of God is a substance that pertains or exists on the table of God. And your spirit is able to browse it on the table of God. That is why it becomes a desire in your heart. It becomes an expectation in your heart. Are you following now? So if you are a child of God and your spirit really works, you will have expectations. Because whatever your spirit sees on the table of God, that is something that is part of your desire. It will be transmitted to your mind and that can become your expectation of things you are hoping for. If you are here, say, I'm here. So faith means that you must have an expectation. Why are we talking about an expectation? Because there are people, other people who belong to other schools of thought that believe that if you are a child of God, you have to just walk by the principles of God and God will do whatever he will do automatically. But Jesus did not say that. Jesus said, even though I know what you want, you need to first ask and it shall be given unto you. Is that not what Jesus said? Seek and you shall find. Knock and, it shall, and he premised it on the fact that he is a responsible father who already knows what you need even before you ask. But his principle is that you should ask. Now, how do you ask when you do not have a desire or an expectation in the first place? So, maybe there are things God will do for us even when we don't ask because the word of God has also said that he is able, God is actually able, Ephesians 3.20, now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that is at work in us. So we know that God is able to do exceeding our abundant level according to what we want above all that we ask or what think. So what I want you to see is that if this is the premise of that argument that God will do what he will do, there's a problem with it because just examine the scripture very well. Can you see? Now unto him that is able to do, that God has the ability to do. And what he's able to do exceeds our abundance level. Are you here? Exceeding abundantly <clears throat> above all that we ask or think. So, at least you and I must have a level called our abundant level. You should first have it. Your abundant level is different from my abundant level. But at least I must have my level. Praise the Lord. Like there are some brothers here. They have a flat tummy, but it's very deep. <clears throat> they eat four balls of kenke and two for dessert. And their stomach will not come out. <clears throat> their abundant level is a deep hole. It's different. And some people have big stomach, but they can't even consume two balls of kenke. That's what I'm saying. That <laughs> the scripture says, God does things exceeding our abundant level. So you should first of all have that level. And what he does is above that abundant level. Above all that we first of all ask or think. So the things he does the first measure has to do with what we have been asking and what we have been thinking. Then he is able to surprise us 
with more. Somebody say more. So what happens when you don't have the asking and the thinking level and the abandoned level? There is no ground for God to do more. To surprise you, to go about. So every point in time, the child of God must have a level. You must have what? And that level is informed by your expectation. This is what I'm expecting from you, Lord. And I'm asking and I'm thinking about it. So God is able to, what you are asking, you are thinking, forms the basis upon which God now decides, okay, I will meet it or I will do more. But you should have an expectation. Tell somebody you should have an expectation. A believer must have what? An expectation. You should not be neutral. You should not be an open space where it's like, Whatever happens, happens. I'm a child of God, blah, blah, blah. No. If you have a child who is um, a student, you'll find out that even though you are more than willing to supply the things that the child needs, until the child comes to you with um, requests from the school, you normally don't proactively give certain things out. Two of us. Because you are not a proprietress of a school. And you are not a curriculum developer to know what the child will need this time, that time, blah, blah, blah. It is the school that will make the demand through the child. And your willingness as a responsible parent will make you supply through a force. So demand determines supply. In the spirit, it's also true. If you ask, I will give you what you ask. You seek, you will find. You knock, it shall be open. So you can stand at the door for from now till thy kingdom come. If you are not knocking, most doors will not open unto you. And and the ones that will open unto you possibly might be accidental. For example, if you are going into a place, um, I remember I was in Germany some years ago, and um, I left my hotel. I someone visited me and left late in the night, and I, I left my hotel and. Uh, the, the room uses a key, an electronic key. And uh, I didn't think I would go down with a person. So I actually adjusted my door and left my key inside. And uh, I went down with a person. And this past midnight, and then there's, there's a tram station just across the street. So I saw the person, and then the person took a tram and left. And when I came, the main door of the hotel was shut. <sighs> There's nothing I didn't do. <sighs> and it was cold. I was standing there. Nobody minded me. And uh, I believe that even some of the occupants in the hotel, even if they heard my knock, I think the, the door itself was soundproof. Even if they heard my because of the practice that everyone who has access here has a key. White people. They didn't mind me at all, at all. So I stood there oh, from 12 to about 1.32. I said, Kai, what would I do? And it was getting colder and colder. Then I said, no, I will try. So I walked a particular path. The pastor was not living far from um, that place. But I had been there just once, about 10 minutes walk from the hotel. So I walk over and I was just praying that I would not miss my way. I went and knock normal door. And that one opened unto me. And I passed the night there. He said, oh, pastor, anytime you want to come down, pick your key. Yes. When I was by the hotel gate or door, possibly it would have opened for me accidentally if someone was coming out. That's what happens when you don't knock. The doors open unto you when people are accidentally 
coming out. That's why people will be perching on other people's testimonies. Because you yourself don't have what it takes to open the door. Or maybe you don't even have the mentality of using the right keys in assessing different levels. So as a child of God, you have to understand what it takes for things to be released unto you even though you are a covenant practitioner. And if you read verse number two of the scripture, you will find out that this faith we are talking about in Hebrews 11 says that for by it the elders obtained a good report. The elders obtained testimonies. And when you read the whole chapter, you will see different things that different people did because they had this faith which carries within it an expectation. Tell somebody, you need a covenant expectation. Why are we saying covenant expectation? Because when you walk with God in a covenant, you must have an expectation based on the practice of your covenant. I pay tithe. What does the word of God say tithe will do in my life? Based on what the word of God says, I begin to formulate an expectation, personal expectation to fit into that plan. And then based on that, I make demands on God and God is able to supply all my needs according to his riches in what? Glory. I don't know if it's clear. So some people have expectation, but it's not based on the promises of God, on the practices of their faith, on the covenant they are practicing. That's why most people don't have whatever they are expecting. One of the reasons that they don't have their expectations coming to pass is because their expectation is not based on their covenant practice or on their redemptive privileges. Are you following now? Like when an unbeliever is trying to receive something a believer must receive, it's over the bar. Because your practice is different from our practice. Your faith is different from our faith. So when you are in this kingdom, you must have an expectation based on your redemption platform, based on your covenant, based on your practice. If you are here, say, I'm here. It is upon this platform that Abraham went to God in Genesis chapter 15 from verse number 1. Watch this thing carefully. We read to up to maybe verse number 3. It said, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great what? reward. God even introduces himself as a rewarder. But you need to have an expectation. Like an athlete, when you are about to set yourself in a race, you must have an expectation. That's why they train based on time. How, what, what time did I clock for the 100 meters? For the 200 meters? You have an expectation. So actually, an athlete will carry their own resort into a race. If Usain Bolt is there, and you are there, and you have not been able to make up his time, you can only trust in your adrenaline for something special to happen that day. You have to trust in your preparation. That I'm able to do 9 point. You saying both record was 9.58. I'm able to do 9.57. Yeah, 50, 57.58. So I'm able to do maybe 9.60, 9.70. Maybe somebody in between, as of a Powell or somebody. That's it. So I'm, I'm going there with third place in mind. So it's like you carry your result to the race. Are you following here at all? And all you are doing is that you are not looking at anybody. You want to just perform based on your preparation. And it will be okay for you. Are you here now? That, this is what the woman of the issue of blood did. She was sitting there and said that, ah, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. So she was in the house she carried I will be made whole mentality and knew the key to open that door. If I touch, if I'm able to touch a pair, the blood will cease. 
So in other words, when you are coming into a church or a crusade ground, you can carry your own miracle to the church. Before even the anointing comes on the pastor, you have already determined that if I'm able to step into this arena, A, B, C, D will happen. When the Bible says that, do not appear before me empty-handed, this is one of the things. Never come without an expectation. Because expectation will provoke an environment, an atmosphere. Kaluza Pradika Lamanda. It will provoke an atmosphere. That's why sometimes we do special programs. It is able to wire our expectation in a special way. And that puts pressure on divinity to release certain things. Are you following now? A person without expectation is a person who is likely not to receive any result. So God told Abraham that I am your exceeding great reward. I am. Then verse number two, it says that, and Abraham said, if you are so, Lord God, what will thou give me? Seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. Then verse number three, and Abraham said, behold, to me thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is mine heir. Let's read some more. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine hair, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine what? Hair. So Abraham went to God with an expectation that, Look, I've been following you. You said I should leave my father's house of idol worship and follow you. You want to even change my name in the course of time, blah, 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 blah. You have given promises. I've not, no show. Why is there no show? And this steward who is a slave is going to be my heir. Where is my own son? And when he made that request based on his expectation, God now said, oh, the matter is not going to end like that. I'm going to make sure that you will have your own child. So be cool, relax. So let's put this scenario in place. If Abraham had not, out of his expectation, be engaging God, and you see, reading through Genesis, all the Abraham stories, he kept bothering God. I'm growing old. I'm getting old. I need to marry. I need to have a child. You need to prosper me. I'm working so hard. I'm not seeing the result. He had an expectation. Tell somebody, you must have an expectation. When you are in a covenant relationship with God, you need to have an expectation. The expectation, when you now push that matter, it will make God to respond. So, so many people pray and they say that, and I'm not hearing the voice of God, and, and God is not telling me anything. God doesn't tell you things all the time because he wants to tell you things. Most of the things God will tell you, it's in response to a request or an expectation you have in your heart. Then he will answer you. Are you following now? So Abraham went to God and said, ah, why is it that you keep telling me I'll have a son? And I don't have. It's not a bad prayer to pray at all. So this old man, he was expecting a son. His own son. Maybe you have been doing labor of somebody's car. When will I have my own car? You have been eyeing people's husband. Not that you want to chase them or but when you see a woman and a, a man walking, husband and wife, you, the thing is nice for you. You say, Kai, when shall I race? When shall I? When shall I? You also hold a man's hand into service. You must have an expectation and go to God with an expectation. Are you following here? Oh, is somebody here at all? Listen to me. Expectation eh, is one of the things that will make you know that God is still alive. Gideon was paid a visit by an angel. And he was confused about the commission the angel was giving to him. He said, no problem. As I'm standing here, I have a way of testing to know this thing is God. God, if you are in the matter... 
Make the ground wet and leave this other thing. And God said, no problem. If you are expecting the ground to be wet and this other thing on the ground not to be wet, I will wet all the ground. And God just wet all the ground and left the, the matter unwet. Expectation. He said, this is one. Number two, reverse the process. Wet the matter and dry the ground. God said, no, Ahala. He now dried the ground and wet the matter. Powerful. Gideon's, once his expectations were met, he gave God an offering. He was ready to run. That is to say that a child of God must not have only one expectation. And number two, it does not matter how nonsense that expectation is. If it's within the abilities of God and it's within the promises of God, you should have that expectation even when it looks impossible in your heart as a human being. Watch where it is. It must be in the promises, the word of God. Like, you cannot have an expectation of God, give me this woman's husband. It cannot be a proper expectation. Do you understand? It, because it has not been captured in the promises of God. But any other thing that your ability cannot handle, but is within the promises of God, you can ask. And God will be happy to do it. Praise the Lord. I don't know if God is talking to somebody this morning. Please ask somebody this year, what's your expectation? Are you expecting some heavy things to come? Hey! And tell them if you are in this keeper's house, don't expect small, small things. Yeah. Tell somebody the way you are nice, you know. Some nice things will be nice on you. <laughs> it's powerful. Sometimes you have fruit rotter and not too atari. <laughs> oh, this year we show a car in Jesus' name. Hey, one of my daughters says she took a throttle and the thing just broke the leg. Mercy. Hey, she was is it POP? Mercy, Lord. This throttle. God have mercy. Your level will change in Jesus' mighty name. Expectation is a level changer. It's like a ladder. Your expectations always determine your manifestations. A child of God must have expectation. Covenant expectations. So now that we are doing our first fruit and we have done first fruit, what are the things you must expect after you have done this? What are the things to expect? Because if you don't know what to expect, anything is allowed. But when you have expectation, like even in research, they will tell you, okay, it's your this blah, 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 blah. You should have a question, you know, because you already are expecting something. Even when you can't predict the result, at least. You know that you are not on a goose chase. It is doable. Do you understand? If you expect something. You have a hypothesis, null, and then alternative. You just this thing, this thing can work. It can go this way or that way. Stay in the middle. They are all expectations. But you should be expecting something. You can't just throw your life in the air and say, this year we have started. It's our year of priesthood. Whatever will happen, will happen. No. You got to have an expectation. This year I'm going to marry. You go to God. Praise the Lord. That is your ticket. Expectation becomes a ticket in prayer. Shaloko namata. Are you following? When you appear before God and God asks you, what do you, what, what do you want? I've come to worship. Okay. After that, what? It's like, I don't have any. I'm fine. That's an insult. You must go to God with something. Praise the Lord. God, that is why God gives us our daily bread. He knows the bread to give. And it is on a daily basis you must have daily expectations. Every member in this church must have a life plan for 2020. 
Maybe next week I should be inspecting it. What is your life plan for 2020? What are the things spiritually you want to achieve? Ministerially, what do you want to achieve? Family front, what do you want to achieve? Economic front, what do you want to achieve? Career front, what do you, in your health, what do you, you should have a life plan. You should have projections. Hello? After doing your first fruit, you know, you must have a plan. Driven by an expectation. Hey. It's powerful. Is it powerful? Please talk to somebody. If it's powerful, if it's powerless, tell them it's powerless. If it's powerful, tell them it's powerful. And if it's very powerful for you, tell them it's very powerful. I'm saying that you can do a powerful practice of faith and end up with nothing because the nothing was started by you. Not having an expectation. I'm expecting some heavy duty stuff. Heavy duty stuff. First service will be packed and overpacked. It's my expectation. It is that expectation that will drive your whole being in the strategies and the actions to take to ensure that you end up successfully on a daily basis. So what should you expect? Last Wednesday we learned that you should be expecting some supernatural voice and generational blessings going ahead of you. After you have done the first fruit, if you have done it, and if it's in your heart to do it, what should you expect? So we have done two. Let's do some, some few more about the things we should expect. Number three, we've done two from last Wednesday, so I'm continuing what should we expect after fulfilling a covenant? And we said the first point is God bears an ultimate testimony of our obedience as a case for generational blessings. Hebrews 11.4. The same scripture, number two, it guarantees, the expectation guarantees an unquenchable divine voice from the altar of sacrifice to pave way for us. Number three, when you have fulfilled the covenant, you have to, the first fruit gives God the right to cast out enemies occupying the territories promised to us. Tell somebody, after the covenant, come on, tell somebody, when you fulfill the covenant, it gives God the right to cast out your enemies, occupying the territories the Lord has promised unto you. Exodus 34, 24. So we believe in practicing the first fruit, and when we have practiced it, what should we expect? For I will cast out the nations before thee, and enlarge thy borders. Neither shall any man desire thy land, when thou shalt go up to appear before the Lord thy God thrice in the year. And please read verse 12 with me. Verse number 12, please. Take it to thyself. Praise the Lord. Lest thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land whither thou goest. Lest it be far it be for a snare in the midst of so God is saying your covenant is with me and if your covenant is with me and verse number 13, 14 we have read some things in this Exodus chapter 34 about the first fruit and he's saying that once you have done that I am going to ensure that verse 24 that I will cast out I will what? God said I will cast out the nations before thee Balasuta. And enlarge thy borders. Neither shall any man desire thy land when thou shalt go up to appear before me. And the first fruit is one of the principles that makes you appear before the Lord thrice in a year. Praise the Lord. So when you practice the first fruit, this should be your expectation that any and every enemy in the borders of the land promised unto you will be cast out. They won't stay in your land. 
That should be your expectation. People should not be able to do pintain, pintain with you in your office. Any land God has promised you, no strange inhabitant will be in that land. Praise the Lord. Are you following now? Your marriage is your land. Some side chick or side cock. Some men, their problem is that another guy is chasing their wife. It's not only men, women are chasing her. Wives are being chased. Some men like only married women. No man will trespass. Shout amen. I said you are on ground. You are not on ground, my brother. Except the Lord build a house. You labor in vain. <laughs> hey, I'm feeling it. It's powerful. <laughs> there are lands that have been promised as businesses. There are territories that have been promised the children of God. Every year, God promises to give us territories, give us lands and, and things. He says that when you fulfill the covenant of the first fruit, anybody staying there, occupying to oppose you, I will cast them out. And he cast out enemies from seven nations to give it to them. No sweat. Because the truth of the matter is that the enemies who have been there before us, they are stronger. And they know the land more than we do. Do you know uh, demons came here before you came? Hello? I'm saying that the demons, they came here before you were born. So they know this terrain more than you do. Plus they are spirits. They don't get tired. So how you, sometimes you go into, you buy a house or you buy a land and an, an idol is living in that land spiritually. You buy a property, maybe you go to, if you rent a house, God said, I will give you money to rent. And you rent and there is a demon doing homing sound inside that house. You can't sleep. When you honor God with your first fruit, it should give you the grounds to make a request that, hey, I live here with the Holy Ghost. A demon cannot cohabit with me. Get out of this place. Check out. There are squatters. Squatting on land that has been promised unto you. And the point is that when enemies are on a land that has been promised to you, when God was giving you the promise, the enemies were not there. So they will oppose you. <laughs> because it was not a, a general announcement made that after 12 p.m. today, no, you are no longer an occupant of this land. Another person has come. And they don't even understand that language. Once the land is theirs, it's theirs forever. So if you are going to have the land, a supreme being should go and take them out of that land before you can possess the land. And I'm praying that this year, Whatever land God has promised you, whether in business, in marriage, in your career, you will possess that land in Jesus' name. All enemies occupying lands that have been promised unto you, may the Lord cast them out in Jesus. Shout a better amen. amen. So that's, you should, this is something you should be expecting. That enemies ahead of me on things that have been promised me, will be cast out. Because sometimes you have great people who are destiny helpers giving you their word within their power to execute. And then some secretary or administrator or a director will have a different opinion about the matter and begin to delay the whole process. That person becomes a stumbling block. When you do the first route, that person will be cleared first. I say the first class things first. Cleared up so that your way will be very clear. Hello? It is man that God will use to help man. So when man is being used to help you, you don't need opposition. Sometimes opposition can stop what God wants to do in your life. That's why God will transfer them. Say amen. amen. God will move them. Say amen. amen. Some of them, God will make them Go home for whatever reason. Somebody will come and do relieving duties and execute. 
that they can come back to do their nonsense. But as you are a covenant child, no opposition will occupy your land and stop you from possessing it. May you possess all your promises. In that same scripture, 34, 24, Exodus, there's another meat there. So the, the fourth thing is that the, the first fruit or after doing a covenant, it causes God to enlarge the borders or the coast of our existence and operation. So it secures enlargement. Praise the Lord. In 34, 24, he said, I will cast out the nations before thee and enlarge thy borders. I will enlarge thy borders. Somebody say enlargement. What should you expect when you have fulfilled the covenant? You must expect enlargement. The fulfilling a covenant secures enlargement for you. Enlargement of your borders. Enlargement of your coast. Jabez prayed a prayer and said, Lord, enlarge my word. Coast. First Chronicles 4, 9 and 10. Enlarge my coast. Enlargement of your coast is one of the things you should be expecting as a child of God. That if your space was like this, God is going to give you more space. And more space is needed for fruitfulness. In Genesis chapter 26, Isaac said, now God has brought us to Rehoboth. He has brought us to a space. He has given us a space. Therefore, now we shall be fruitful. It is difficult to bear fruit when there is no space. So God will enlarge your course. And one of the signs that the anointing is with you is that God makes you rule from coast to coast. In Psalm 89, when you start reading from verse number 19 onwards, you see how when God says, I have called David my servant with whom have I anointed, my hand will uphold him, blah, blah. And he said that now his hand will rule from coast to coast. That's right. You may have started life small, but he said your ending shall be greater. Praise the Lord. That's it. When you start life this year, don't expect to operate at the same level as you operated last year. If you're a covenant practitioner, every year God will be enlarging your coast. He said, I will enlarge the borders of your land. May the borders of your life be enlarged. Shout a louder amen. amen. Repetition in school is not nice. Is it nice? I mean, I've never been repeated before. That's not the case of everyone. Some of you were in a class and you were older than everyone in the class. And they used to call you Ozi. So they made you class prefect by force. By age. Onyintus. It's not nice. Some people, while their peers are doing greater things, they will be down there with kids doing small, small things because they have repeated in life. You must not repeat in life. We move from glory to glory. There's a higher glory you and I are going to move into. God is going to enlarge our course this year. It should be your expectation for you to realize it. That this year my course shall be enlarged. And for some people, the enlargement of your course is that that hypertension must leave you. The enlargement of your course is that you have more strength to do more. And whatever you are doing, you shall see fruitfulness. Shout a louder, amen. You should see the enlargement of your bodies. Some of us, our influence is in a localized area. You must just spread like a perfume and have influence beyond your physical dwelling. Shakula Parasa. What stops you from having KFC franchise in your area? You never thought about it. What stops you from having all these food joints that the ones here, they don't belong to white people. They belong to Ghanaians. People are buying, eating KFC. Our kids, when we want to give them reward, I want to say KFC. Everything will work well. 
Most kids, they will work well. Once you say KFC, it's working. What stops you from having a franchise? What's up? What's up? Your area, they have to drive all the way to Adenta, Hacho, uh, whatever, East Lake. What stops you from having it? And the other one, the one they bite. Star bite. Somebody said, this year I'm going to see enlargement. I can't hear you at all. Say, I'm going to see enlargement. Hey! It's powerful. Is it not powerful? There are many ways to prosper. There are many. You, you must be expecting it. So that it will be released unto you. I said, demand determines what? Supply. Demand this thing. He said, I don't know how to do Do you think the people in the KFC, they had to know how to cook the food? They have not known the formula since. Is it your sweat? Some people see things that didn't look like very huge. This one is for some for Which people are they for? Did they burn them like that? Or you don't listen to people's stories. Tell somebody, open your mind. I'm not hearing you. Why are you like that this morning? Tell somebody, open your mind. Hey! Now, you are, you are going to see enlargement of your bodies in Jesus' name. I don't want us to come and it's like every year that they are prophesying on you are shouting amen. You don't know the moves to make. Some years ago, I saw that a big company wanted to come to Ghana. I was just late. Those times, I was not, I was, I wanted to go and register the name of the company before they come. Then when they come, they come and meet me. Imagine if you registered MTN before MTN came. And they still need to use MTN. They have to come and see you. And you, you will sell and still hold some, some corner there like that. Do you understand? You just hold small, less than 1%, you'll be fine. So you see all these things. I think Primark is going to come one day to Africa. Go and register and put there. When you will come, come same spelling. <laughs> because they can't use another company's name to sell that good. If they really want to be here. Don't be joking around, blah, blah. I'm just telling you for free. No consultation fee. Register, put there, put there, put there, put there, put there, put there, put there. Come, you'll meet me. That's how they come. They will tell them somebody has registered the name and you can't register. So who is that person? They must look for you. So you, see, you come and call me. Come and negotiate for me, pastor. International consultant. I'm a bot tie. Hey, shit. I'm a bot tie. I'm a camera of Akes. Akes, yes. Hey, Muslim. Hey, I see it happening for somebody here. I told you see when God said I want to enlarge you because some of you have like half plot in a market area and you want to build store. That's a waste of time. Why 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 do you want to build shop? Everybody is building a shop. Why are you building a shop? Build an ultra modern public toilet. If people eat pet as long as they eat, they must download. And check the revenue. <laughs> this one, they pay you rent. 600 Ghana, 700 Ghana a month. That's a joke. You are wasting that plot of land. Is it not free this morning? It's free. You have half plot, quarter plot. Let people dress like professional toilet cleaners. The place smells nice. People can bath. People can wee-wee. People can poo. 
like that. You see, they, they, there's some, some things have, they are perfectly inelastic. You can't do anything about it. There is no sub. Will you hold it in? Ah. If a plane is coming down, it will come down. You want to go and buy a build shop. Shop for what? Leave other people to build a shop. Let the people come. Then you, you are there to collect the end product. Collect. Did you eat in the morning? The one who ate well, the one who didn't eat well. The one who didn't eat well will have running stomach. The one who ate well must also come. From yesterday's and from today's, whatever they do, you must come here today. Are you listening to something here? Be on ground. Have an expectation. God wants to enlarge your coast. Don't be like an empty-headed person in church. And all we are doing is bakula paraka tongues with degrees. Tell somebody, don't waste the land in the prime area. Don't waste the land. Go to the government KVIP. Some people they will support a party to win their only target. It should be the to seize that toilet there in the community. That's all. Scare woman. Infrared believer. May your borders be enlarged in Jesus' name. That amen should be louder than your neighbor. <laughs> I'm enjoying the message, but <laughs> hey. BBA won't be. Sure. <laughs> this year, dear, you will see the glory of God. Number five, last point, right? The first fruit neutralizes evil, evil desires on our land, and the evil desires on our blessings. When you fulfill the covenant, this is what you should be expecting neutralization of. Evil desires on your land, which is your ministry, marriage, career, and on your blessings thereof. Same scripture. Watch what the Bible said. I will cast out the nations before you, one, two, and enlarge thy borders. Neither shall any man desire thy land. Evil wishes, evil desires. On your land. So people are married. Their evil desire will just make the marriage collapse. It's not everybody who wishes you well. Who desires for good things to happen to you. You are on a journey for a good project. People are already desiring that it won't go well. Because some people your success means they are disgrace. Especially in Africa where there are aunties and uncles. And some people's children didn't do well. And some other people's children are doing well. They are always in one room, like a strong room. Tuning things. Tuning. Hey! They attack your blessing. They attack your land. They attack your career. Your mind. So, but you see some families, when people are rising, they just fall pumped. It's like some things are not permitted here. Evil, evil. No one would desire your land. That slave queen will not come after your husband. And your husband will not go after her. Hey. Sometimes you see that somebody was saying that, oh, as for church, there when it starts there, blah, 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 blah. But after a while, no, we we'll see all this and they are saying, they're saying that the church there, many churches have collapsed. Not here. You are, you are waiting for us to collapse. So that what? I'm asking, so that what? Am I, am I waiting for somebody to collapse? Why are you waiting for me to collapse? Why don't you collapse? He that draws the sword will die by the sword. I'm not waiting for, I want more churches to be built. 
I'm not expecting churches to collapse. Why are you saying? Because you don't like the pastor. So it's his church. God forbid. Listen to me. I'm a covenant practitioner. And my expectation is that my land is blessed and no evil will dwell on that land. That is why there shall be no loss of life in this house. No loss of property in this house. No loss of opportunities. Are you following this in at all? Any evil desire following you around, we bind it in the name of Jesus. This year it shall be well with you. This should be your desire. No evil desire on your, it should be expectation. No evil desire on my marriage will work. No evil desire on my land will work. Whatever that land represents for you. Your career. Your children will not be wasted. They can keep wishing evil, throwing evil, but we have security in the covenant. We are secured in the covenant. It is God talking. He said, I will not permit evil to rest on your blessed land. May no evil rest on your land, on your children, your family. In this house, we will not be talking about evil. We'll be talking about blessing. And if you are here, may you be blessed. This is my year. And I will see the hand of the Lord at work. Tell somebody, have faith. Ask God for big, big things. And expect big, big results. Powerful. Key number one, you must have faith. Key number two, ask God for big, big things. Key number three, expect big, big results. Don't be asking God small, small things. Oh God, you know that. As for me, you know, I'm not even asking much. That's one of the statements that is very insulting before God. Why are you not asking much? All I'm asking is just one child, a simple husband that will sleep by my side. No, a husband is more than a man sleeping by your side. If it is something to sleep by your side, a pillow can do it, a cat can do it, a dog can do it, your brother too can do it. I don't know if I'm saying something important. And if we are angry, we can even add one more point to take big, big steps. Take what? Big, 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 big steps. Take big steps. Some of you, it is in your head. Like, hey, this KFC, when you go and ask, you see that to acquire that franchise is as simple as A, B, C. But it's so complex in your head. Oh, that's why it's good to be in a church like this. That when you sit with people who, who got it, who have seen it before, who have done it before, you are not afraid. If you don't understand, it's looking complex. You go and ask this person. This thing has come into my head. Oh, what do you think? You understand? Yes, now. I told somebody the person was traveling to America. He was going to um, where they are, the distance was. This. I said, if you go, go to that office. Ask them. I don't know human beings there. But when you ask, they will kill you. you have you seen somebody went to make an inquiry and they said you are jailed for making an inquiry? What, what, what do you? What do you what, why things are looking big in your head like that? Kai, this year, your borders will be enlarged. Take big, big steps. Stop all this. It's like small, small step. Every step you are taking is like small step. Bible said, though your beginning may be small. It is your beginning that may be small. But your ending there. Hey! To lift your hand, say, thank you, Father. For the opportunity to hear your word. Say, I'm a covenant practitioner of first fruit, tithes, and offerings. And say, this year I have expectations. And I want to bring them before you. 
Now, this is what I want you to do. You remember your expectation, five-point expectation you did at the first night? I want you to rekindle that fire now. I want you to begin to pray. Father, I'm bringing you into remembrance. Let your mighty hand, I'm expecting manifestation now. Can you open your mouth right now and begin to pray? You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.kpshouse.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168 or 0277-532-360. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.